Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Take the Black Live, another wonderful episode of a show where we talk about all things water, ice, sci-fi, fantasy, uh, Game of Thrones, Star War, 2022, television, movies, space lasers, dinosaurs, swords, anything you need to know, we have it covered. Ah, I am Dan Selke, the editor of WinnersComing.net. I'm here with Daniel Roman, the co-editor of WinnersComing.net. Daniel, how are you today? Now you may speak. Uh, I'm doing great. I'm a little laggy, but uh, I'm excited to be here and go through all the shows we are excited for in Uh 2022. But yeah, like you said, we are going to be doing, you know, 2022, big year, lots of stuff, lots of TV, lots of movies, lots of of, uh, things to look forward to. And here at the uh, beginning of this nascent year, we thought we would just (laughs) go over some (laughs) of the things we're particularly excited to see. And of course, anyone out there, if you're excited to see anything, chime in with what you're most excited to see this year. And thanks for coming, everybody. Thanks to Christian, Julie. Um, Christian says, I'm already swinging a giant glass of vodka here nice. at 4 p.m. on a Wednesday. You'll never know and I'll never tell. So yeah, 2022. Lots going on. And yeah, like I said, beginning of the year, that'd be a good time to just go over what is coming up and what do we want to see? Because it's going to be a big year for TV, particularly for dorky TV. So Daniel, why do you take it away? What do you What do you want to see in particular this year in 2022 well i think the one that i'm most excited for that i i feel like i'd be a traitor to the cause if i said (laughs) anything else first but house of the dragon is the one i'm really gunning for yeah um yeah i i think you know hbo with its spinoffs it's been kind of a slow burn it a slow burn it's been like three years since game of thrones it's ended may as Mm. well have been another lifetime ago but uh yeah that's a slow I think, burn yeah but a slow burn with miguel sapochnik at the head as one of the the co-show runners his episodes were mm-hmm. pretty much most of my favorites from the original uh Batman the original series so, so yeah yeah so i would definitely give him you know the benefit of the doubt that it's probably going to be pretty awesome i saw someone recently on twitter compare game of thrones to a uh, Game of Thrones compared to uh, The Wheel of Time and The Witcher is kind of like The sure. Wire compared to CSI Miami, um, <laughs> which <laughs> that's too bad. I hadn't thought about, but it felt kind of apt. And it makes me excited to see what they do with House of the Dragon. How about you? Are you looking forward to it? I, I am. And I'm not even faking it. Like, I, I, I do wonder sometimes if I just have like Stockholm syndrome about um, Game of Thrones. I've been with this so long that I have to look forward to it. But I am genuinely yeah. excited, especially for what I've seen. I, I know the story pretty well. If they do it well, it could be pretty spectacular. And I do miss um, not to say that that The Witcher and Wheel of Time or CSI Miami to the wire. But I, I do miss the yeah. kind of um, the nitty gritty detail and a show that's kind of built well enough for me to uh really dig in and slurp up the goop and uh the marrow of it and really find it tasty the closer you look i miss that and i like that they've taken their time you know you said it's been a slow burn like again there are other networks that would have had this out a lot faster and they did like try one that kind of didn't work but yes i am genuinely excited i like people in blonde wigs um i like the cast (laughs) I, i i i i want to see what they do with the dragons. I'm pretty curious about that. See how they can pull that off. Everything yeah. looks good. So cross my fingers, holding my breath and keep my hopes high and see what happens. We had one question in here. Uh, let's see who asked it. Um, Debbie, do we know when it'll air? They are saying April 3rd. There's something that was getting around online about April 3rd. I, do you know where it came from? I know I stumbled across it, but I didn't, I forgot. It wasn't IMDb. Yeah, it was I have some no idea. kind of leaked release date. Like, the short version is Debbie. No, it's very unlikely it's April 3rd. People like throw up release dates just kind of 
as placeholders sometimes and just kind of to have it or just information gets out there just as yep. bad. And uh, I think it's what this is. I think it was on Twitter, which, you know, you, that, that, that's how you know it was accurate. Someone yeah. was saying April 3rd and it caught on. But no, I would bet my vast life savings that no. But, you know, that's possible. Yeah. A lot of votes. I think if we look out. at Moon Knight, look at Moon Knight, too. They just re- announced the release date for that. What, like a week True. ago? week and a half ago and that's march About. 30th and that you know that's not a super tight turnaround but at this point i'd be really surprised to see house of the dragon come because we're now past that window for for what that turnaround would be it it'd be great but it's, it's just not going to happen then again lord of the rings relaunched the release date like two years in advance so it can happen it just yep. it, it's not happening here speaking of we got to put Lord of the Rings on the list of most anticipated shows of 2022 too, as well, right? Don't we? It's yeah. just, uh, there's no way with the pedigree and the money and the buildup, I can't ignore it. Even though it might be awful because they have little roadmap and a lot of incentive to kind of bring as many folks as possible. You know, HBO is changing, yeah. but I have always admired the way that they um, stick to their guns and kind of let the creatives lead, um, even if that means they're going to give us two shortened final seasons of a really phenomenal groundbreaking show. And uh, Amazon, I've yeah. had more stories about like getting lots lots of notes, like, you know, uh, Rafi Jenkins of Wheel of Time has said, like, you know, our mandate was to make it as broad based as possible because we want to to justify the cost. We need to bring a lot of people. And that's all in the yeah. back of my head but it's also a lord of the rings program based on the lord of the rings by J.R.R. Tolkien, which is a you know a, a monolithic unstoppable pillar of literature fantasy for going on it, 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 like a hundred years and 20 years um it's it's a big swing they're spending a ton of money on it it's based on the silmarillion yep. sort of kind of a little bit only like it's based on like eight pages of it um and i yeah there's like a tone you expect from Lord of the Rings. There is a style you expect from it. And it's a style that has been really beloved by a lot of people since for, again, for like 20 years and for the movies and even further back from the books. So it's a big risk. And I, I'm going to watch it so much because whatever they put out, it's going to be at yeah. least interesting. Yeah. You know, what we're going to give it a chance, right? Mm-hmm. So, something like Lord of the Rings isn't going to come out and, and we're going to not watch it. But I, I'm a little nervous. You know, I hope it goes well. I'm really, I'm rooting for this show. But it's kind of interesting. We have, you know, we have Lord of the Rings and we have The Hobbit, which I didn't particularly Careful love now. The Hobbit movies. I, I Okay, that that's fair. If you love oh, no, The I Hobbit, I'm them not too. It's fine. Them. But like, okay. I, 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 I recall like, see, I, I think you like said you didn't like them at one point and we got a mean comment from like some article. But no, they were terrible. But no, yeah. sorry, go on. Yeah, I the Hobbit. I feel they were. I'm hesitant to say they were a cash grab because like Peter Jackson was behind it. You know, there was like there was a love in it, but they Peter you know Jackson they took money, a two hundred. Yeah, right. He's like, no, nah, I'm not in this for. I don't. I'm not making this <laughs> million dollar movie for the money. Um, but <laughs> that's kind of an example of like even with the person who pulled off the original Lord of the Rings trilogy, it's easy for something in that world to go wrong. Um, it's very true. So I, I'm I'm nervous, but hopeful. We won't know till we see more of it. They they've kept been very. Um, they really have keeping it like, under lock and key a little bit. They want a ton of hype for it, but they don't want to show off really anything at all. To know I should come up hype. They're like it's one image, a release date. They they want us talking about it, but they're reluctant to give give yeah. us anything, which is an interesting strategy. Yeah. Well, I mean, it is still pretty early. Uh, although, you know, I guess we've already gotten trailer like a trailer for House of the Dragon and that mm-hmm. came out a while ago. So, yeah, they, yeah maybe they they're trying to keep something. the mystique up. Oh, they like could. they couldn't like, um, you know, put out some the ooey uh, gooey kind of um, here's a picture of a river and some mist and some Lord of the Ringsy things like they could do it. I could do it. <laughs> It would work. Yeah, be or fine. at least some some set photos or something. Some people in costume. We haven't seen any of that. Just I that know. one photo of the elf in front of. I don't know if that's supposed to be Valinor or Rivendell. I assume oh, Valinor. Hell, no, it's it's Valinor. I even looked at the city. It's it's and now I've forgotten it. I, I read the Silmarillion recently after a commenter. Okay, this is a tangent, but I, I wrote an article on the Silmarillion and then Bold. a commenter read like. <laughs> 
you you clearly haven't read the Silmarillion. And I was like, and then I'm thinking like, yes, I have. And now it made me so mad that I read it all over again <laughs> just to to make oh, sure man. I had my so had you my have read, fides up. You've you've read it twice. That that it is was better the second time. I know a lot of people love the Silmarillion, but mm. was it? This, I mean, now after I knew that I wasn't going to get like a rip roaring adventure story. Yeah. Like what, what, when I knew it was more like yeah. J.R.R. Tolkien does the Bible, like it was um, a little easier to swallow. <laughs> That's what it reminded yeah. me. But anyway, we're getting off topic a little bit, but yeah, best of luck to that show. I hope it's good. I mean, no, it's about, I mean, I know it's like the vague outline, but it's, there's so many open questions in about the second age of middle earth. There's so many things yeah. you could plug in there and we don't know any of them. Got some good comments here, by the way. Let's go and read some of them, shall we? Let's do it. Uh, as Debbie says, okay, yeah, that, that. again, Debbie, I'm sorry about the house starting not coming out on April 3rd, probably. At least I will, I will state my, my reputation on it. Krista, also looking forward to House of the Dragon, of course. Julie, looking forward to nice. uh, House of the Dragon, Outlander, and Vikings Fall Hall, which is coming out next month, I believe. Pretty good. So we're looking forward to Invincible, which, yeah, I, I really like. Yeah. Did you watch Invincible, Daniel? I haven't, but I know you really like it, right? It was good. I mean, it kind of came out of nowhere. I wasn't looking like out for it. I tried an episode and like, oh, okay, I get this. It, it, it continually amazes me how new superhero stuff manages to appeal to me, even as oversaturated as the market is. Um, and I, yeah, I, I don't know if there's impressive. a bottom for it. It's really impressive. Like that and the boys, like somehow I keep liking these things and there doesn't appear to be a bottom. But yeah, Invincible was really, really good. I enjoyed that quite a bit. Uh, cool. Julie, the Last Kingdom. That's coming out this year, but we don't know when. Oh man, and so we'll agree I'm excited that for that Hobbit. one. Yeah, I am too. That is, it's only like made one of those like no misstep shows, which is always nice. Yeah. Okay. What else looking forward to, Daniel? Because we each pick three things on here. Oh, yeah, I guess the next one's so mine. The, okay. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Take it. Take it. Because I want to know more about this one. Oh, good. Okay. So the other one I'm looking forward to a lot this year, the two of three, is uh, a Netflix program called The Sandman or The Sandman. I don't know how to pronounce it. The Sandman. Uh, based off Neil Gaiman's uh, seminal, iconic, I always, I, I said, I said the word monolithic already, uh, comic book from the <laughs> late 80s and early 90s. It, it is that. Very sort of. Uh, free association very imaginative about about a a, a a a cache of siblings who are all anthropomorphic personifications of different facets of the human condition so you got dream despair desire destruction the whole lot and um it's hard to think about how that would turn into a story but it does there's a trust my word for this in this one neil gaiman is, is very yeah. popular american gods and um good omens he has a good track record and I, I absolutely love this comic. I don't read a ton of comics, but when I do, mm-hmm. I read, I try to read ones that are really recommended. <laughs> and this one, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I didn't mean to be the Marlboro guy, but um, it was just so great. And just everything is very richly imagined and kind of in a very poetic way. And it has a big arc where it, it follows Dream, who is the personification of mm-hmm. Dreams. Which again sounds very wooey, and it is very wooey. But in Neil Gaiman's hands, it, it, he's very self-assured and seems to know what he's doing in terms of talking about mythology and um, kind of legend and stories. A big part of it is like about storytelling, but, but again, not in an up your own ass sort of way. I just all these disclaimers yeah. for the show. Um, <laughs> it's very ambitious sounds, too. Like it again, sounds very woo-woo, but it's not. That's the thing to take away. I mean, but it is like, that's also the problem. It is woo woo, but in a nice way. And yeah. the, the, the big thing about TV is that, again, this show is about literal, the, the personification of dreams. So it goes everywhere. Like we're talking like distant past, distant future, the, the human imagination. It's a hard one. I can't think of another series that is both a really good fit that screams out to be adapted and might be harder to pull off in a screen medium than the Sandman. Yeah. And I, it, it's a tall mountain to climb, but again, kind of like Lord of the Rings, although I have more confidence in this because the source here is really, 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 really strong. I am looking forward to seeing what they do with it. And I'm, again, I'm crossing my fingers. I'm crossing my fingers for a lot of these, I guess. A lot of these are crossed yeah. fingers once. Did you ever read the Sandman, yeah, it, Daniel? So I read, uh, I think it was the first omnibus of the Sandman. So I, roughly the first eight or nine issues. 
really enjoyed it. I just, I didn't keep going for whatever reason. I have piles of books I need to read. Um, oh yeah, of course. But, yeah, so I, I liked what I read. I'm curious what, what your thoughts are on this though. So in the, the few issues of Sandman that I read, there were crossovers to other yeah. DC comics. Because the Sandman was originally a a DC hero that Neil Gaiman reimagined. So like Constantine showed up in one of the issues I read. How do you think they're going to handle that in the show? I'm going to guess they'll pitch it because the further it goes along and and, and the series is like 10 omnibuses long, like that stuff drops away because I mean, it's oh, it's completely it's like Watchmen a little bit. We're like, you know, DC wants to have branding because that's the way comics work. But this was uh, too good to be tied for that long. Look, it, it was it okay, was too good, good to be tied into Batman or whatever was going. Not that, that, that Batman's bad, but uh, that stuff drops away pretty quickly. They they should be able to excise the, those early parts out without that much trouble. Okay, Constantine can That's be awesome. a creepy British man. Um, Doctor Destiny yeah. can be <laughs> a, a, a weird, emaciated um, psychopath who gets a hold of the magic gem. That's fine. Gwendolyn Christie's Lucifer. Got some good questions here about it. As Julie says, what's woo-woo, which is a very good question. <laughs> when I say woo-woo, I guess I mean just that it's uh, the story is sort of not terribly concerned with being really relatable and driven by our puny waking logic. It's uh, it's kind of. Wow, that's a good way. That's a good way to describe it. <laughs> it's got like a poetic um, through line to it. Where it all makes sense when you read it with the art and the dialogue and the structure, but it's 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 like a direct line to the human imagination. It's a lot of left brain, not a lot of right brain. And I guess that's what I mean by woo-woo. But um sorry for breaking up that weird terminology on all of you. Uh I'm glad you went on this journey with me though. Looks like season four will happen. Other other comments we got here. And yeah, Julie, not hugely interested in the Sandman, but Julie, I would say give it a try because it could stand to be really interesting. And I'm looking forward to it a lot. Daniel, how about you? Looking forward to yeah. anything else? The other one I'm really looking forward to this year is His Dark Materials, which I mm-hmm. I loved those books uh, by Philip Pullman when I was growing up. And right. it's it's one of those shows where, you know, this got adapted once before, The Golden Compass, uh, and it was not very good. No. So seeing it actually make it to the small screen and get a full treatment like last year's uh i i can't remember if it was last year or if it was the year before whenever season two aired and it was the subtle knife story which is like world hopping um that was something that i always wished they would get to in an adaptation so now we're actually there the third book I'll be honest, the first time I read it, I was young and half of it went totally over my head because at the <laughs> end of that book gets very weird. Um, it, it's Woo-woo. got a little bit of like some Adam and, and Eve parallels. But yeah, I think they clearly committed to to like doing a definitive adaptation of of his dark sure. materials. And yeah, I'm excited to see how it turns out this year. I think, in, you know, talking about like gambles, this one is not a gamble. It's like they've already established uh-huh. like they're doing a good job. It, you know, yeah. there are slow moments. There are things I like more than other things in the show. But like the casting has been great. The the production has yes. been great. The music, like everything about it. Um, Ruth Wilson as Mrs. Coulter is uh, terrifying. She's <laughs> been great. She's my favorite part yeah. of the show, I think. Same, same. Anytime she comes on and the stuff they've done between especially her but other characters too but especially her and her demon um they have like Ooh, this monkey, yeah. tumultuous relationship where you feel so <laughs> bad for her demon but like that's a a personification of her spirit so it's like ah she's such a conflicted character and there it is for you to see yeah so i'm super excited for his dark materials uh have are you caught up have you seen that oh, show? yeah, yeah I'm, I'm caught up i read the books i'm caught up i mean i haven't liked this as much as i've wanted to I I've really like what they've done with with Mrs. Coulter. I really like Ruth Wilson in that role. I I really like Ruth Wilson in that role. I've liked her performance. I've liked the Demon Monkey. Yeah. I don't know. I guess like <laughs> the, the 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 first two seasons, I I I I call them both solidly good. They seemed a little yeah. stretched at places, and I I didn't I didn't really like Lemanuel Miranda as um Lee Scoresby that much. Frankly, I have some problems with the main actress, too, as Lyra. 
So like, there are like really good parts and there are other bits I didn't like okay. as much. The third book I do think is the best for it because it's like the biggest and they shouldn't have to add any kind of filler like the way they did in the first two seasons to get through it because yeah. it's, 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 it's a nice, big, proper, thick book. Um, so, yeah, I've enjoyed it and I'm glad you're loving it. Ooh. Yeah, it's been it's been good. I definitely agree with you about stretching stuff the first two seasons. I do think they've done that. And yeah, I'm hopeful that they won't need to because th- the third book is packed with a lot of really cool stuff. It is, yeah. There's, um, the, if there's anything, no I think the thing I'm most nervous about is I, I'm wondering how they'll do some of it special effects wise because it gets pretty big and pretty epic in, in the third book. Um, it's the climax, though. Yeah. What, what's another it's the one final you're looking season. forward to? Oh, wait, first, some quick yeah. comments about this. That was yeah. excellent. So they can though. go big. <laughs> they can go huge. Uh, as Nicole <laughs> says, this materials is good, but it's been missing something. She agrees with me. Great, Nicole. I think you and I like this, Nicole. Yeah. And as Julie says, I haven't read a story. Answer me this, Nicole. It. Is the thing that's missing more songs from Lin Manuel Miranda? Ew. Did he have any songs in it? Did he sing at all? Not, I mean, he he like sang to himself once or twice. And I remember watching him being like, well, they had to sneak it in somehow. I didn't like him in that role. Did you? I thought he was miscast. I didn't I didn't I, get it. He, like he he didn't do a good accent. Like he he he, he, he just didn't give me like gunslinging texan cowboy rough rider wild west he just didn't do it i didn't like it yeah you know i'm right there with you he out of everyone on the cast i liked him the least um and i like (laughs) lin-manuel miranda it's nothing against him but yeah for the role it just felt kind of like a miscast and like so i will say for the older movie that yes you know got panned didn't do well sam Mm -hmm. elliott was that character and yeah he was like watching the show i still picture sam elliott because he was just the perfect casting for it yes ruth wilson as mrs coulter sam elliott as uh lee scoresby there's a there's a there's a good there's a perfect cast in here somewhere i don't think i got it though anyway yes yeah thank you all of you for um agreeing with me i think you're all brilliant (laughs) um another one i'm looking forward to (laughs) it's perfectly fair (laughs) is um speaking of my superhero obsession uh the third season of the boys. So I guess I have a bit of an edgy emo kid in me because I have tended to like these anti superhero superhero shows like invincible and the boys where the whole premise is sort of bright, colorful Marvel DC world, but guess what? Wicked, bad, bloody. The people are uh, unpleasant and don't have great motives all the time. This show, especially I can't think of many um, series I would just like give like maybe like call a satire first, but the boys comes very close. Like not only is it obviously skewering our current superhero movie moment, which has been going on for like a a decade plus now. um, It's also got a lot to say about, you know, the way that like the, the superheroes are all made by this mega corporation that's trying to maximize them for profitability. Mm-hmm. The way they all merchandised out to everything. It's got a lot to say about celebrity culture and the way that they kind of like try to perpetuate yep. themselves. There was a Scientology kind of riff uh, last season. They got brought, brought into Congress last season. Um, clearly, like this show pays attention to the news uh, in, in a pretty yeah. obvious way, in a way that I like. Um, and I think it is, you know, vulgar in that, like, uh, 14-year-old boy sort of um, way where just, like, heads blow up and gross stuff happens. But it's also got a, a fun, anarchic, and I think smart edge to it that I think comes together pretty nicely. So I, I'm looking forward to that quite a lot. Nice. I Yeah, The Boys has been great so far. Um, it really has. It, I, I, I kind of agree with you on the satire first, um, even though like like the plot of the boys has been good, like the commentary feels like almost more of the, the hook for me. Like, I love that they, you know, they basically riffed off of the long uh, Marvel shot from Endgame of <laughs> of the female superheroes that happens right. in the fight with Thanos where there's like this long pan of all the female superheroes fighting, which and when I saw that in the theater, the, I roll my eyes. I'm sorry. That felt so indulgent to me. And so kind of, well, pandering. so did okay, go on. Yeah. So did the showrunner and, and so the writers of the boys. So they came back and did the girls get it done specifically because that 
they saw that in theaters and got annoyed by it. So like, that's the kind of stuff that I just love that they're tackling head on. And like, it's a shockingly gruesome show, but it feels like it knows exactly what it is. It's trying Uh to be exactly Uh what it is. And it's bringing us all for this twisted ride. Yeah. What do you think of Jensen Ackles as soldier boy? I saw a picture of him for the first time today. I yeah, mean, I, 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 I'm not really a Jensen Ackles stan, or I, 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 I watched exactly <laughs> one episode of Supernatural in my entire life. I think it was the pilot, like, back in a long, many years ago. I don't dislike it, but it's just, yeah. okay, great, Jensen Ackles. If he's good, I, I hope he's good. I love uh, Homelander, yeah. obviously. Uh, God, that he like, just has a lot of gravity to him. And yeah, and I'm glad the commenters are kind yep. of, uh, you're into the boys too. So, Julie, Julie, I recommend it. It it is kind of gruesome, just heads up. But um, yeah. I think it, it has enough. Know what enough, you're getting uh, into. Yes, and very cynical. But I think it has enough edge and kind of intelligence, <laughs> and I mean character to to pull it off. Because the characters, I mean, yeah, they're in this. They're caught in this crossfire where everyone's trying to get up and everyone else, and everyone's playing the cynical power plays. But I mean, I think like Starlight and the main guy Huey, like really are characters I do root for too. So it has a little bit of everything. It's a good yeah. show, man. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing more. How about you, Daniel? Have anything? Yeah. Have any other thing you're seeing? What, 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 what's your last pick? Okay. My last pick, if I had to narrow it down, because there are a lot of good shows that are coming out this year. I'm excited for Moon Knight. I'm excited to see lots of different stuff. But the other one that I'm most paying Moon attention Knight. to is mm-hmm. Disney's Obi-Wan Kenobi series that they are bringing to Disney plus it's a limited series that they're bringing out for just this one season they have Ewan McGregor back as Obi-Wan which really is like that's the reason anyone's paying attention sure. to it because um, it's kind that of a big why deal I will that watch they it got even back. though I'm kind of tired of Star Wars and, stuff yes well same I and I mean I've enjoyed what they've done so far with the Disney plus shows I like the Mandalorian the book of Boba Fett yeah kind of feels like like it's an okay show like i'm enjoying it but right. i'm not running to my tv every wednesday to, yeah, to get I the next you. episode like i have with some of the other shows so obi-wan yeah i'm excited to see what they do with that i i think hayden christensen coming back they're kind of looping him into the the broader uh star wars universe that's yes, now part are. of disney because he's sure, in that and he's coming back for ahsoka too um presumably as a force ghost i i would guess since that's after return of the jedi who knows maybe some flashbacks yeah i feel like opinion really turned on that boba fett show like people were really up on it first and then recently i've seen a lot of folks just like putting it down um yeah but i i i, it was I agree those multicolored it, it, motor scooters <laughs> it was, that was the turning point how that dare you it. bring neon colors into it. this i will watch you gotta this pick too. one scene that's the one <laughs> Because, like, I was a kid when The Phantom Menace came out, too, and I remember Ewan McGregor, and I have fond memories of it. Um, do you think Jar Jar will be in it? I think that would be a real bold choice for, for Disney. That that would be them saying, all right, fans, we're we're ready to tackle this conversation head on. We don't, we don't care what you'll like or not like. Um, <laughs> I don't think Jar Jar will be in it. But I more, hope he is. More for the time frame than anything, because it's after Revenge of the Sith. So yeah. I don't remember if we really know what happens to Jar Jar after Palpatine like does his coup um, until now, but I'd be surprised. <laughs> Although I'd who knows? Respect. Maybe Darth Jar Jar will show up. That was a theory for a while. I'd respect it. I'd respect it if Jar Jar was in it. Um, I'll watch it because again, it, it's it's I'm, I'm curious. Nostalgia. Speaking of Star Wars in general, we have another little Star Wars module yeah. here. So this is a good time as I need to kind of segue into it. That Boba Fett show, man. Um, I watched the the new episode today did you watch it i haven't seen it yet how was it okay then i won't give us the, give us the rundown do you mind if i give you like the, the broad outline because even talking about it all is a bit of a spoiler um go oh, no, for frozen. it okay um the whole thing is din jaren the mandalorian <laughs> Boba Fett isn't in it at all at all it's just a it's it, it's a lost mandalorian episode at all at all not once fennec shams up at the very end and amy sedaris is in it as Pelimoto, who I really enjoy, I love him to death. Um, it was what? <laughs> you, you. You look very shocked. Um, it was good. Just that that show is like so committed to doing anything else except advance the story in the present of what they're doing. 
Like every episode is this, is this and at first I was like, yeah. okay, some flashbacks are nice to establish what's going on, but like they just kept coming, and now again a whole episode where Boba doesn't even appear once, and it's just do you, you had you had like two episodes of material here, and you have managed to stretch it out across six with flashbacks and now complete side stories. It doesn't really feel like its own show to me. It, it, it feels like a huh. collection of vignettes designed to sort of prop up the universe they're making. And this episode more than... And I enjoyed it, by the way. It was a good episode because I liked it in general, like The Mandalorian and everything. It was fun. But it it, it feels like the show itself doesn't have, to, doesn't have a ton of identity. And it, it does make me worried a little bit now that Disney has... um said that we're going to focus exclusively on well sorry lucasfilm um only on star wars yeah. we're gonna i mean i guess that means they're not gonna do much indiana jones or they drop the children of blood and bone so no more non-star wars stuff from lucasfilm i imagine well just... they're, they're still doing indiana they're still doing indiana jones 5 i think right and and they're doing that willow show too which it's you that's know that's true that that feels like a real random one for for them to bring out but hey, watch that one. i hope it works out yeah i that's man i can't believe it's a whole episode without boba fett i totally agree with you about it just feeling like they've just stretched it they stretched a very small plot line out like like too like butter over too much bread over the course of this season (laughs) yeah i mean yeah the flashbacks have been much Mm -hmm. and those scooter bikes man those damn scooter bikes yeah. So so, so 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 I've enjoyed it, but just eh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I do worry that 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 all the shows would be like this. That it's gonna be like a Marvel Cinematic Universe, but at least with Marvel, you have like these, you know, what like a hundred almost years of comics to n- not that much, like sixty years of comics to draw from. Yeah. To make all these individual stories, individual shows. But with Star Wars, you're making it all up. And if this is any indication, you're going to have to, like, stretch everything out. So I don't know. I'm a little worried. But, um, you know, bring it on. Yeah, I kind of hope if they're going to be doing these Star Wars things, the, the thing that worries me is so looking at Boba Fett Andor, and Bob and Obi-Wan, those are kind of shows that they're pulling on. Ah, this was popular in the movies. So we're going to sure. make a show about it, even if there's not much plot, because like Obi-Wan's plot like i don't know what what they're gonna do with that show but it's kind of like they covered up to him going into exile in the prequel trilogy mm-hmm. and then they cover his twilight years coming out of exile in the original right. movies so it's right. like they basically picked the period of obi-wan's life that was so boring george lucas wouldn't make anything about it <laughs> and that's what they're making a show about so it's like i'm worried that the they're focusing so much on those things instead of trying to build more looking for the really compelling stories. Cause like the Mandalorian, that was just a random character as far as oh, I know that they really good. They really yeah. expanded. And the best Mandalorian stuff I think so far has been when it was focused on like a story about him instead of like the, I like the second season, but it got to feel a little like cameo yeah. fest. Like, Yes, it's it was serving the fact that they wanted to establish all these other characters living the universe mm-hmm. instead of just telling a really good story 100%. about the Mandalorian. So, yeah, I it's going to be real interesting to see what Lucasfilm does, I think, moving forward, because they've had some swings and misses since they got bought by Disney and maybe more yeah. misses than than home runs. That depends what we count. What if the Obi-Wan show is just him in his cave playing solitaire and like trolling on Reddit? I think that'd be pretty cool. Just like that's what he's doing this whole time. Just like not much of anything. At least. Yeah. At least that would be unexpected. It's actually just (laughs) just 20 minute uh, mini episodes of him combating a different Internet troll each week. (laughs) I would live with that. The Jow has come. He needs to get him off his lawn. Yeah, I could like do a bet. Did you hear um, that at first? This is what I heard. Uh, that the original plot for the Obi-Wan show, and, and it was like uh, set back a while, was that um, it was going to be him kind of with baby Luke, but they nixed it because it was too close to the Mandalorian, which, and this went back to the drummers and, 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 and thought something else, which tells me, right, that they didn't really have a great story to tell. They wanted, let's get you McGregor's Obi-Wan and figure oh. out the rest from there, which I mean, isn't necessarily a bad thing. You can I still make a good show that. out of that. But it, 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 it does kind of indicate where their head is at to me. Like, we, we yeah. know this will be a draw. 
and we'll figure out the actual like content of the content yeah, later. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, so I hadn't heard that. And, and that makes me even more worried, honestly, because that, you know, what immediately came to mind when you said that was mm-hmm. the, the sequel star Wars trilogy, because they went into it without a plan for a trilogy. JJ yeah. Abrams has admitted this. They didn't really have a plan. They just knew they were going to make a new trilogy of movies. And it felt like it didn't have a plan because they backtracked and, and backpedaled. So hearing you say that makes me think of that. And that I'm it sorry. kind of feels like it's been their approach is here's a, here's a thing people like Ahsoka too. Like I'm excited for Ahsoka to get her first live action show, but like, are they making it because they think they have a great Ahsoka story or because people love Ahsoka so much? It might depend from show to show. And again, it's, it's easy to compare to the MCU, right? Where that you have Kevin Feige with his giant whiteboard, like kind of pinpointing every single thing for the next 80 years. And they have that giant reservoir to draw on at Marvel. So it's like, you can do that. Yeah. Maybe, I, I think, you know, there's so many folks trying to make their own cinematic universe or whatever, and I, I think they underestimate how useful 60 years of source material is, and, like, how key that is yeah. to making that work, and that you can't just, like, wish that into being um, with, with, with anything yeah. else, which I think could explain why the rest of them haven't really blown up in that way. Oh, no. Yep. <laughs> and, uh, I definitely getting- am inclined to agree. I think having a really uh, having a Kevin Feige too makes a huge difference because most of these other, you know, DC has that well of material, but they don't really have a unified person (laughs) driving it. So it's like having that unified creative person who's kind of, who's got the whiteboard. And I think the closest thing we've got for star Wars is Dave, Dave Filoni, who was a showrunner on Rebels. He worked with George Lucas, yeah, and he's involved with a lot of the shows that are happening right now. So I, I'm not totally despairing, but Star Wars is, I feel like they're teetering on, they they could go to the dark side or the light side at this ah. point. It could go either way more than most of these other cinematic universe attempts. Could Universe's work, high. could just annoy yeah. us for decades. We'll see what happens. And I mean, yeah, we'll see what yeah. happens. Um, as Christian says, I'm getting really depressed about the Star Wars line. The more I listen, to you guys talk. Sorry, um, didn't mean to. <laughs> it, it, like, go, Sorry, go ahead and enjoy everything. <laughs> and as Jenkins says, I hear you, but I never got into Star Wars myself. My mom t- tried to get me into Buck Rogers. Yeah, um, I'm sure it'll be fine. In other, okay, we'll, we'll try to cheer <laughs> you up with some. Um, are you watching anything right now, Daniel, or any of you guys out there watching anything you're enjoying? Want to talk about what are you watching? Oh man. Uh, so I'll give you since since you're sad, Christian. The, the I have been watching the cheeriest show ever. This oh, is not man. sci-fi fantasy, but it's what I've been watching. So I'll just be straight with you. Uh, Ted Lasso on Apple TV. I finally broke down. I'm trying it. It is the most feel-good show I've ever seen. The second season's a little rom-commy, a, a little more than my taste. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, if you're feeling sad by the Star Wars discourse, it's a surefire way to cheer yourself up a little bit. Uh, beyond that, I've been watching Book of Boba Fett and uh, I've been towing the line, just starting a Wheel of Time rewatch too, because I'm overdue Ooh, on fun. that. How about you, Dan? What have you been watching? I feel like the whole line on Ted Lasso being like it's just a cheery show almost undersells it because like they do get into like um his sort of, you know, his his mental health issues and yeah. people who are kind of driven by um less than wonderful motives. Like I like the show a lot. Um, I almost think it should be it needs to like find like a new marketing line. I actually had a friend. I don't know if they're watching. Yeah. Who like I tried to recommend it and she and she was just like it's in the isn't like the kind of things all I've heard about it is that it's nice and I'm like but it's more than just nice it's yeah. this 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 and this but she's like kind of attached to that she can't get over it so my goal is to persuade yeah, her that, that's fair a new plan of attack but, yeah um, it does undersell it because it it does tackle the difficult material but it I, I mean especially as it goes on it, where I'm at right now I'm like most of the way through the second season doesn't feel very nice it's a lot of heavy stuff some characters are getting in their head and being jerks to other characters Um, conflict so if yeah it definitely at the beginning though it feels like like the premise is he's such a nice guy that people try to sabotage him and they just Mm -hmm. end up liking him that's why it gets called a cheery show so much but oh yeah yeah, it undersells it for sure 
as Julie says, watching Manifest, which I hear is pretty good. And I nice. I watched, um, again, not quite Supernatural, but it is period. That's sort of like it. It's the last canon we can count on this. We can do this. I watched the pilot for The Gilded Age, the new brand that... The new HBO show about, um, you know, uh, the late 19th century, very wealthy New Yorkers made by the guy who made Downton Abbey. Um, And okay, I was not sure whether to call this mannered opulence porn or stomach churning opulence porn. (laughs) I didn't dislike it. Okay, I will say this. If you ever, I'm not sure if if you watch Downton Abbey, um, which I watched some of it back in the day. I missed it. Oh my god! It, it's it's Downton Abbey with American accents. The, the, that's fully what the show is. It's the exact same thing. It's the exact same like like the patter of dialogue. It's the exact same sort of upstairs, downstairs, masters, servants thing. Even though we're out of Britain and we like we don't have royalty here, and I think it reads a little <laughs> so it differently. Work, it it didn't work. I mean, I liked what I saw of Downton Abbey. I, I never got fully into it. I watched the first couple of seasons and then looked at my mom. It, it, it was nice. And I mean, and it, and it was also very, very popular. Yeah. I think times have changed a little bit. I don't like how worshipful it is of these robber barons, the Gilded Age, frankly. I don't like how the main characters are these That's really, fair. really, really wealthy society people. And I'm like, who am I supposed to be rooting for here exactly? Like Christine Baranski, who, you know, is a rich lady who doesn't want to associate with the new money or the new money person who wants to desperately climb the ladder. Like, I don't really like any of you. I yeah. I think that I'm not sure. I, I think this show might have played better if it had come out 10 years ago. That's pretty fair. I mean, I haven't seen it, but listening to you talk about it with with it makes me think a little bit of uh so this is an odd an odd leap to go he- from here but it makes me think a little bit of Emily in Paris. Uh we we watched <laughs> that. We had it on I on in the background in our house a while back. I've seen more of it than I would like. Uh but a lot of it felt like it's fine. like it's the rich girl in Paris kind of making an idiot of herself and it becomes less relatable then because it's it's about the, the trials of of struggling in a situation where you kind of have every advantage in your favor in the first place. Um, so, yeah, I, it's a fascinating thing, though, to see shows like The Gilded Age, where you say it, it probably would have been more relatable if it had come out 10 years ago. I, I kind of wonder if that's going to continue to be more the case that these shows we'll about like mega rich families will become more a thing of the past. I mean, like, Succession is a show about mega rich families, but they're all awful. And I, I and it has, like, kind of another satirical <laughs> bent to it. So that one I'm actually really, really into. And yeah. I don't know how different they really are. Yeah, it's an interesting question. Like, wh- wh- what's the mega rich show I can relate to and what's the one that I can't? Um, I think it's a difference of tone, but yeah. I'm not sure if... Um, totally. If there's, like, a practical difference or, like... An op- this is a topic for a paper or something but uh it was nice the episode was nice it's well done it's got yeah. good acting in it and if you like that kind of thing if you enjoyed Downton Abbey you will enjoy this definitely I still haven't watched Britannia yeah. Thank God, this, this is a question to put to Michael that. East I think who's Michael East uh who writes for the site Michael East oh so, yeah sorry I thought you meant like some kind of celebrity person yeah sure okay oh, fine yeah no I I think he'd He'd be the one who would have an opinion about this. Michael, if you saw that, I'm very sorry. I know who you are. I just assumed Danny was referring <laughs> to some kind of, like, Michael East, is he a director on something? Okay. The, oh, that My Michael bad. East. My sure. bad. Michael I East. broke the fourth that. wall. It's a problem. <laughs> That's the very fourth wall here. Um, a question asked, you might know this, Daniel. Um, anything about the amount of characters in Doctor Strange, the multiverse of madness? Uh, wife told me um, Chris Evans is supposed to play two characters, Johnny Storm or Zombie Captain America. Anything anything you heard about that? I haven't. So it's a lot of speculation still at this point. A lot of people are saying that Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man could show up too. Really? We don't have anything confirmed. Yeah. What, I mean, there's the Sam Raimi connection. Um, That's true. So there's a lot of speculation of basically because this is the multiverse movie. Like Spider-Man. Spider-Man was it starting. This is like multiverse proper. A lot of people are saying they're going to introduce the X-Men in this as well. There was a leak a yeah. while back that Scarlet Witch will fight one of the Fox X-Men actors, um, which, fun. you know, she has strong ties to the X-Men. So that's a crossover right. that would make sense. But as of right now, it's a lot of speculation. Um, 
we will let you know as soon as there is anything concrete on that because we are watching for it. Most definitely. I'd, I, I, I'd watch her fight um, Hugh Jackman. All right. As usual, we are right. um, going pretty long. So let's get into the <laughs> Wick News lightning round. Where we run through a bunch of stories. We didn't have time to get to the main show. Give All our right. 20 second takes. I don't recall who is supposed to go first and second. So I'll just ask you a question and see what happens. Daniel. The Batman, the movie with Robert Pattinson, may run for two hours and 56 minutes, making it the longest Bat film ever. Thoughts? Um, I'm willing to give that a chance. I mean, I like long Batman films. The last one that was really long or the last couple were Christopher Nolan ones, and I love them. So, sure, I'll give it a shot. I like Matt Reeves, too. Planet of the Apes was great. He's good. There's a lot of cool stuff uh, about that movie coming up. Actually, that's good. We're good. Okay, we're going to move on. In in, wow. in the spirit of uh in spirit of the game. Okay, hit me with something. All right. Uh Amelia Clark, Daenerys Targaryen, mm-hmm. and yeah, Samuel yeah, yeah. L. Jackson were seen together on the set of Marvel's Secret Invasion show. Thoughts? Yeah. An- another Marvel show coming up, uh Secret Invasion with Amelia Clark as an unidentified character. We don't know who she is yet, but she's part of the MCU now. Amelia Clark is gonna put on a super yeah. suit or a green wig or something and go into space or whatever. <laughs> Um, and it'll be cool to see her and Samuel L. Jackson bandy dialogue, won't it? I mean, just to see Nick Fury and Daenerys yeah. Targaryen go at it. I'll, I'll, I'll look forward to that. Perfect. There's that buzzer. Okay. Totally. <clears throat> Daniel. Okay. I, I think I probably should reverse this. Oh, whatever. Um, Apple TV Plus is going to make a Godzilla cinematic universe with a MonsterVerse show on Apple TV Plus. That thing's already going on. Do you know that? Like Godzilla, King Kong, they're all part of the same MonsterVerse? I did. I did know that um, they you, I'm not caught up on the Godzilla monster verse, but that is a thing. They have like the Kong versus Godzilla movie. Um, they've been right. slowly tying them together. I don't know how effective it's been, um, <laughs> but, you know, I wish him the best. I there, there have been some really good Godzilla movies. We'll see what they do. We'll see what they do. Wish the best. Wish the best. Yeah. And it's Apple TV. So maybe Ted Lasso can cameo. Um, That'd be kind of cute. All right, so I don't know if I'm going to pronounce this right. I I'm going to shame myself with my nerd lack of knowledge here. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg returns as Guinan in the new trailer for Star Trek: Picard season two. So I don't think do you, you and I, like either of us, have really done much Star Trekking because I've watched almost nothing. I did watch this first season of Star Trek: Picard, and I liked it. I liked it. Um, and I, I, I like, and I like Whoopi Goldberg. I'm aware that she was like in the next generation back when, and she's, they're all like coming back. Um, I don't know what about yeah. this show. I think, I think it's like the 83 year old protagonist is kind of getting me to watch this program. I, I like that idea. Okay. <laughs> That's, That's novel. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you know what? It's broadening the representation for, exactly. for Star Trek, which they've always been good about. So we'll, now we've got an oh. old captain for the it's, first it's, time. We're being told by Richard that it's it's Guinan. Guinan is how you pronounce it. Guinan. Um, Thank you. I knew I was Ms. probably Goldberg. saying it wrong. <laughs> I would have said it yeah. that way too. Uh, all right, Daniel. <laughs> um, okay, according to a, ne- a Netflix right. executive talking about cinematic universes, the Squid Game cinematic universe has just begun. You got more Squid Game shows, spinoffs, prequels. Well, sorry, oh, sorry, Christian. I don't want to. I don't want to be a downer. Um, but yeah, I I don't like that. I feel like. With Squid Game, especially, like, did you watch the show? Uh, it feels uh, yeah. thematically mm-hmm. against the the ideas in Squid Game to be <laughs> very, very broadening much. it like that. Um, so I I'm not a fan of that. The glasses come off and the fire gets yes. spit. Okay, sorry, sorry for that one. It just it feels feels wrong to me. Um, I'll take the Witcher <laughs> Kids show before that. Uh, okay, it. Dan. A Percy Jackson and the Olympian series is officially coming to Disney Plus. Okay, so Percy Jackson. Um, this is a very post Harry Potter YA book series about like a kid who's he's a demigod and he goes to demigod camp and he gets powers and all this crap. Very, very Harry Potter. Very much that. Um, I'm glad. <laughs> like it's kind of an original idea. I like seeing something that hasn't been widely overexposed get some limelight. Um, and even though it's not like my demographic, I'm glad it's happening and. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. They've got a lot of books if they do it well, too, because it's more it's like than five. just five Percy Jackson yeah. books. 
Yeah, other, but he's there, done more. Oh, there are a lot more than that that are all connected in the same universe. He's what written like I want to say over twenty. We are we are breaking the rules. If you guys, if if, if oh, we keep talking o- o- over twenty seconds, make sure to uh, call us out and slap our wrists with the metaphorical digital ruler, um, or not. <laughs> it's fine. Okay. Okay. Um, okay this this one's going for let's you. Let's get back to it. I'm, I'm so let's sorry. Get back to it. Okay. It's fine. I'll I'll I'll, I'll let it slide. Um, ratings for Daredevil on Netflix skyrocket after Daredevil and Kingpin make cameos in um, No Way Home and Hawkeye. Yeah, uh, not surprised. Not surprised by that, no, at, all. that at all. I was watching Daredevil during that time period. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I can definitely understand how people would have been. And as much as I hate to say it, it probably shows Disney made the right call to cancel those shows. Um because it's showing that they made stuff and it supported their biggest rival. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, is what it is. All right. Perfect. Ooh, ooh, yeah, I want to hear about this one. Okay, so sculptor Kevin Stone made a life-size statue of Drogon. Tell us I about mean, it. nothing to say. Let's just look at it for 20 seconds. I mean, that's pretty badass. It's really big. He made it, like, for a client who wanted a giant dragon for his like palatial Hawaii estate. I don't like that part, but the fact that it exists <laughs> is great and it breathes fire. So it's just cool. And for you too can have one for a lot of money. Okay. As Julie says, you are being extremely yeah. bad. <laughs> for 20 seconds, Richard needs to double buzz. Um, I mean, we'll, we'll get better or we'll get worse. Ah, <laughs> yeah we thought we were just enjoying it so much but yeah we'll we'll be stricter about it next time or or will we keep us on our toes everybody and that (laughs) is uh the show by the way next time we're here every wednesday at 4 p.m central standard time on the winners coming facebook page and the winners coming youtube page and we're also on podcast form downloadable wherever podcasts are available you know your itunes google plays such things as this Thanks, you all, for watching. Thanks all for being here, and we will see you next week. Goodbye. This podcast is brought to you by Fansighted. Join our community of over 300 sites from sports to pop culture and everything in between. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.